When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, White Sox fans, it's Crystal O'Keefe and Willow barking in the background. Uh, this is episode 36 now of Visiting Dugout, brought to you by Southside Sox, a part of Fans First Sports Network. So we are beginning to wind down with only a few shows left of this podcast for the season, uh, since you know the White Sox clearly will not be playing any October baseball. So our episodes will be just a little bit different from here on out. We don't have as much to discuss. Um, but today I have Brandon Day of Bless You Boys on for uh, for today's episode to talk about the Tigers, one of our division rivals. So Your best, your best buddies. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so Tigers, they've been sitting comfortably in third place, nine games back from first. Again, season ending right around the corner, so it's kind of assumed Tigers are not going to make it to the postseason either. Yeah, afraid not. <laughs> yeah, so what has kept the Tigers out of contention this year? Um, I mean, they didn't they didn't have quite enough to begin with. We always knew, you know, everything was going to have to go really well um, for them to sneak in. I was a little optimistic and thought maybe they'd uh, they'd put up a 500 record this year and sneak in the second place. Um, it was kind of a quiet off season. You know, we had Scott Harris get hired and Al Avila fired, which did my heart, you know, just no end of good because I'd been begging for Al Avila to be fired since about 2016, 2017. And um, so we're optimistic. We were optimistic at that point, but Scott Harris hasn't really done a whole lot. Um, the draft went well, but he didn't really pick up that much help last off season. So it was hard to know. Um, but if you look at like some of the things that the Tigers didn't have, they didn't end up having Austin Meadows because of the anxiety issues. Um, which was really unfortunate. That was a bat that we expected to have in there. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I figured the young pitching would come on and to some degree that's happened, but we've also just, you know, just had the, the wrong injuries to the wrong players like Kevin Riley and green missed six weeks and Kerry Carpenter missed four at about the same time. And Eduardo Rodriguez was out at about the same time. So the Tigers were kind of in it. And then um, all those three got injured in like a week and a half span and they, they lost nine in a row. They went in a huge funk. Um, in late May and June. And since then, you know, they've kind of played more like I expected. Um, Kerry Carpenter's turned into the, the piece that we kind of thought he was last year after getting off to a good start. And, um, you know, they've had some things go right with the bats and they continue to find pitching, even though like the, the guys that we're waiting on, like Scooble hasn't, you know, has is just kind of working his way back from elbow surgery last year. Uh, Matt Manning's been like decent, but hasn't really taken the next step. So they've just been kind of getting by with bulk pitching and, and a pretty good bullpen. But um, this time of year, it's all just kind of fading. You know, um, a lot of guys have been injured or struggling now. People are obviously worn down and um, we're taking our medicine a little bit now, but um, yeah, you know, overall I'd say the season was a success because the guys that needed to get better did. And um, for, yeah, the first time probably since 2015, I actually see like, okay, there's a legit future here. If they can do a few things this off season, we should be a bit of a problem for the twins next year. And then we go from there and we just wait for handsome young Max Clark to get here and save us. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, so with that said, like, what is your biggest takeaway from this season? I know we just talked about a lot of different things that happened to you guys. And I agree. Austin Meadows is probably the biggest bummer. I am a big fan of him. I have been since he was minor league Indianapolis Indians. Oh yeah. Yeah. Way, way back in the day. Um, but yeah. So what is, what has been your big takeaway from this season? Uh, my takeaway is, you know, that rebuilding is, is, which is a term that I just hate in the first place, because until you've started building something, I don't want to hear about how you're rebuilding anything, you know, um, it's, it's been a long, slow struggle. And um, I, I think a lot of fans don't see this yet and and will in the years to come, but the Tigers are just doing a lot more small things, right? Like, the, you know, ever since it's basically AJ Hinch. Um, mm-hmm. I think AJ Hinch was a controversial hire for us. I actually was, was hundred percent certain we weren't going to get him. He was going to go to the white Sox. You guys were going to dominate the division for a couple of years um we we could, we'd scream cheater at you guys but you'd be winning world series and just laughing at us so um you know getting aj hinch has continued to be the thing that really transformed the organization i mean i i'm pretty convinced he basically was the mover in reorganizing our whole player development system which was god awful um and and since you've uh, and since that's happened all of a sudden the tigers farm system is one of those farm systems that always seems to have someone coming out of it like yeah. terry carpenter we've got a guy like justice big b who's hitting at erie this year who no one had ever heard of um, some of those things are starting to come together. So I think what what my biggest takeaway is, is that organizationally, the Tigers are in a way better place than, than they've been, you know, probably in my lifetime, you know, since like the early 70s or something when the as far as the farm system and developing talent. So th- that's where I'm taking some hope. Um, you know, for years, we were, the, you know, we were in the mode of like, all right, you know, yeah, this guy's a top prospect, but you know, we'll wait to see it. And now everyone's cocky, you know, like anybody who's hitting it all is like, oh, this guy's gonna, you know, be the next first baseman after Torkelson moves to DH or, you know, people are popping up. So there's, there's an optimism about the, the system itself, which I think is positive. Um, and then the next phase you know, where we're not so optimistic is, is Chris Illich going to, you know, and the Illich family going to, you know, really invest in the team. Um, I, I expect they will to some degree. It's never going to be like it was under Mike Illich. Um, and there's a lot of apologists around Tiger Town, like, oh, he doesn't <laughs> need to spend that much money. You know, it's, it was crazy that Mike Illich spent $200 million um, and went over and went over the luxury tax, but he did that like ten years ago, you know. And now the payroll is like at 130 million, and people are still like, "Oh, this is unsustainable." I'm like, I, I don't know. They spent 200 million. You guys checked inflation lately because they yeah. spent 200 million ten years ago. So yeah, you know, I think you know that's the next phase is like are the Tigers going to be able to find another bat or two? And if they do, you know, we've got Colt Keith coming next year. We've got some prospects who look like they should help, but there's nobody who's like a five tool like, oh, this guy's going to take over, you know. So, yeah, you know, we're still kind of creeping our way up there and, you know, not looking like any kind of a juggernaut, but it does keep coming together better than than I've seen. You know, um, yeah. I'm not used to being able to be optimistic and, and have things go the right way. And and more and more they have since A.J. Hinch got here. And more and more I see that with Scott Harris and the way they're mixing and matching and, and using like role players and stuff like that. Um, more like like the Giants um, or even the Dodgers do when they actually need it, which is, of course, rare. So, yeah, there's a lot of good good signs in the organization. I think on the field, people are still just like baffled. But like, what is this team doing? You know, we have a very old school fan base. I know um, White Sox fans can be the same. Mm-hmm. I went to high school in Orland Park. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I've lived, either lived in Michigan or Illinois pretty much my whole life. So I'm familiar with the White Sox fan base for very much so. Um, I was rooting for you guys in 2005. I was right there because hey, the Tigers didn't matter. But, um, yeah, you know, 
they're playing a, a sophisticated, you know, brand of baseball, and a lot of it just sounds like BS to uh, to older fans. Yeah, <laughs> we're no, all we're all fine in our way. You know, there's not just going to be a set of nine guys in the lineup every day and five starters and go eight innings. Um, Tiger fans still like are you know a little bit you know at least the the older half of the fan base are still pretty oriented toward uh, like 80s and 90s baseball. I would say so. We're we're learning. You know, we're trying to trying to get everybody on board. Yeah. It's funny you you mentioned you thought AJ Hinch would be going to the White Sox. Did you ever see after Tony Larusa was hired, a graphic came out and was very quickly deleted because it had AJ Hinch's signature on it? Oh, I have heard of this, but I never saw the, I never saw a tweet or anything with the document. That uh, is fascinating. Of, a lot of people grabbed it. I'm sure it's probably saved on my phone somewhere, but. Yeah, there was this whole, I mean, it, it just became a joke. I mean, being a White Sox fan is kind of a joke anyway, but it just kind of became this funny joke on all over Twitter because, again, they put out this tweet, says AJ Hinch with a picture of Tony La Russa after he, you know, gets back, he comes back, is hired back on. And so for a split second, we we're like, well, did they maybe interview him? That would have been cool because we don't, we don't think anyone was actually interviewed yeah. Or Tony's job, just as no one was interviewed for Rick Hahn's job just recently. So, yeah, what is a, I mean, bless you, Jerry Reinsdorf. I, I appreciate this um, on behalf of all Tigers fans and, and Detroit fans in general, but um, especially after you tormented us all through the 90s. Yeah. And um, which I'm old enough to remember the Bulls, of course, yeah. very well. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. You know, it, it just seems to come back to management with you guys. You know, our, our staff and a lot of people I talked to like three or four years ago were absolutely terrified of the White Sox and just convinced, you know, you guys are just going to just destroy the division. And if you looked at the talent level, I was like, yep, it does kind of look like that. But I, there just aren't many teams where the talent acquisition and the talent development and whatever strange, unholy, bad mojo exists in that clubhouse. Um, I still blame probably Chris Sale with the, the scissors and the jerseys. <laughs> but um, but I was just like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. But, you know, for some reason, the White Sox is always underperform. They just never mm-hmm. can quite put the whole thing together. Um, and I've seen you guys have, you know, Don Cooper was a pretty good pitching coach. You know, it seems like yeah. you guys find relievers. You do all those little things. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you guys are pulling international talent, you know, at 16, 17 years old, which we never do. And, um, you know, you got Robert, you got all these people. And, um, yeah, I was just like, I, I don't know, until I see it happen, there's just something, there's something wrong there. There's something deeply, deeply wrong there. And I don't, I don't quite know what it is. There's so much that's right, you know, as far as like what's, what's on the field and uh, the acquisition of talent. But I don't know. The vibes are just terrible over there sometimes. I don't know. It's bad. Uh, the Chris Sale thing definitely didn't help. The whole Drake LaRoche. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Adam Eaton. Like, Adam LaRoche, that, yeah. That whole timeline where I just had to laugh. I sat there and because um, I wasn't as invested in the White Sox that year. And I just had to laugh at my husband because he was. He was very invested at that point. And I was like, this is just a joke. You have a 12 year old running a clubhouse. (laughs) You have all this like inner fighting. You're losing good players because the bad players are being just complete shit shows. Like what is happening right now? It's like embarrassing. And then now I'm humiliated and he's not invested. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, karma, I guess. If um okay, if, I'm gonna ask this question. If you could pick like one one person's character on the White Sox that like everyone would just follow and they and they would just go along and let that guy lead the way 
I mean, is Tim is Tim Anderson that guy still? Um, or is there know, someone who's that guy? I've talked. What, I've talked about Tim recently, and how I think a lot of people are just have just fallen off with him because he has underperformed so much this season. It's been rough. And last, yeah. and last season, a lot of things came out about his personal life, um, yeah. and people are just you know, like, oh, well, he's terrible. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Like, get this bum off my team. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that was our franchise player. Yeah. Um, I, I loved him as a player. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, I, I I, thought Lucas Giolito was kind of a great leader, and now he's gone. And, and now I'm just like, well, who is there? So I guess even though Liam isn't playing, I, I would love it if everyone yeah. would just embody – what Liam Hendricks brings to baseball. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I lo- love Liam Hendricks, yeah. He's just a, a doll, and I mean, everybody loves him. I don't know a lot of people that follow baseball that can say something bad about Liam, so. Yeah, yeah definitely definitely one of the most popular players in the game, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I look over there, and I see, like, Eloy, and I see Moncada, and I see Tim Anderson, and I see, like, you know, the pitching that you guys have had. You had Lance Lynn and the go fuck yourselves on the on yeah. the mound, which I love. Love me some Lance <laughs> Lynn getting getting feisty. Um, but yeah, I always thought you know Grant like Grandall would, would have been the guy who was when he when he was with the Dodgers. I would I just mm-hmm. wanted so bad. I coveted that man and figured he'd you know lead you guys forever. And it turns out he's kind of you know not not that guy at all. So yeah, I don't I don't know what to think. I have I have questions and concerns. I want to believe that that rumor is just not true about the whole slapping Tim Anderson in the cold tub. Yeah. Um, because I love Yasmani. I was through the moon when I got that news. I think it was like around Thanksgiving that news broke that he was coming to the White Sox. And I like stopped what I was doing. And I'm like, oh my God, we have Yasmani. And my husband was like, no, we don't. And I'm like, yes, I just got the notification. Go look at your phone. Look at my, like, we have Yasmani. And we were both like, just through the moon. And then yeah. now I'm just like, what are you doing here, bud? Yeah, like, I mean. He's not even starting anymore. We have Corey Lee starting in tonight's game. It's so odd. I mean, when you land the, the left-handed hitting power, hitting catcher of your dreams that he's good behind the plate, I mean, it's just so hard to find. I mean, I would I would love to have a guy like that to pair with Jake Rogers. And yeah, I mean, I really, really kind of thought it would work out for you guys there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Yasmani these days either. Although, like, the Tigers are a team that always has some kind of weird underlying rumors as well. And, you know, I mean, so many of these things never turn out to be anything. We've all seen this over the years. Um, there's still people who talk about Prince Fielder and Avisel yeah. Garcia you know, supposedly, you know, some affair with the other's wife and a fight and all that kind of stuff. But there, there's never really been anything serious to ever confirm that. But once it's in, once it's out there, you know, that's just the way it goes. You can't, it's, you can't really put it back in the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, this team, I mean, the White Sox have been frustrating this season, especially has just been excruciating to the point where if like more news breaks, I think I might have like a breakdown. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's bad because I'm upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, Lucas Giolito's gone, and oh, Cop- what's what happened to Kopech? You know, like what the hell's going on over there? Yeah, and then like, I mean, again, we got really excited because we're like, oh, Rick is gone, Kenny is gone. Like, thank goodness, Jerry's doing something smart, and we had that like moment of 
Joy. And then we were like, oh, no, it's going to be Chris Getz, mm-hmm. who is terrible. And Chris, and Chris Getz is like your player development guy, right? For the minors. And yeah. we have a we have a terrible minor system right now. Like our farm teams are just completely <sighs> underdeveloped. The only good that we have are the players that come in, like that we acquire from trades and whatnot. So, I mean, for the last seven years, he's been really bad at his job. Right. The guy, the guy who's getting the players that was good at his job. The guy who was like yeah. supposed to polish him up was not the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've got that. We got, so excited because you know a redacted pitcher went on waivers and we're like yes he's gone like someone take him and then, oh, right, right. You know, i blacked him out yeah 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 and he's yeah. now he's still here so yeah. it's just ugh, yeah every day i know i know I, yeah, I forgot all about i forgot all about the pitcher who will not be named yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a problem too we don't love him at all which is, anyway. you know, and the messed up thing is, I loved so many of your pitchers. I like players. I'm not the type to like, until we get to like October and we're, or late September and we're duking it out. I, I kind of root for players. I, mm-hmm. I want to see my team do well. I want to see your team play good baseball at least and lose. Um, <laughs> but there were so many players that I. I think you muted yourself, Brandon. There. Oh, I still can't hear you though. Uh, oh, there you are. Okay, better now. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. What's going on? <laughs> it was just very strange. You suddenly just were talking, but I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, just gesturing. Yeah. What, what is what's going on over there? So yeah, I you know it's it's been kind of frustrating for me to watch you guys as well because um, I you know I'm a big pitching dork and you guys had so many interesting guys and um, you know Ronaldo Lopez is a guy who I just coveted forever kind of yeah. like uh, Nick Pavetta or something this guy yeah. who has amazing stuff and never quite puts it together somebody's gonna get that guy and fix him and I I, I, oh, I hate when it's Cleveland so that was that was one of the most disappointing things for me is when they both. You know, they we lose them to the Angels, then they go to Cleveland. I'm like, they could they should have stayed on the Angels because then I wouldn't have been so upset. Yeah. But I'm with you. Like I'm a big pitcher person. I love Raylo. Like he's always been one of my favorites. And yeah. I loved Lucas, even though he's he's not been great. Um, so yeah, I was I was so bummed. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like I root for players, especially pitchers, but yeah, I don't, you know, and then also came with, you know, with Otani, which is like we, we all we're all in mourning about Otani to, to yeah. begin with, and then yeah, you you know you, you make these trades and then they just get shuffled off after a month. This whole thing has been so weird. I mean, I guess you can feel a little better because Artie Moreno, apart from the fact that he has money, is just an absolute madman over there. I don't know what the hell is going on? There should be there has to be some kind of standard developed crystal where we can fire owners at all levels of society. <laughs> I wish, man. I know Jerry doesn't want to keep it in the family because mm-hmm. everyone was like, well, when he goes, it's going to be Michael, but I guess he doesn't mm-hmm. want his kids taking over. So who knows? Good. I don't want your kids taking over either, Jerry. No, <laughs> <Or Artie>. no. <laughs> I've seen what they've done to the bulls. I don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want them on my other team. Yeah. 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 It's rough. So, all right. So who do you like on the tigers? Like if, if there's a pitcher you root for on the tigers when you're not facing him, who is it? Oh man. I don't know. Like, with the Tigers, it's always been 
Miggy for me. Like he's always just been a favorite player of mine. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite pitcher, but um, I mean, there are a lot of just likable Tigers players. Like I said earlier, I love Austin mm-hmm. and I've just, I've always loved Miggy. I like to be there. Like I just bought his Jersey. Um, I think last year when I was there um, at the shop, cause I try to, I try to buy a shirt at every ballpark too. Oh yeah. Um, but he's just always been like my favorite tiger. Yeah. Almost feels like cheating because everyone knows Mickey. Everyone loves him, but I don't know. He's yeah, just... but it's like, but it's like Shohei. We all, you know. Yeah. It's okay. You can all, you can all, you know, like Shohei. It's yeah, that Mickey, guy Mickey... who's consistent, and I've, you know, I've grown up. Well, not necessarily grown up, but I, you know, I've. I've watched for such a long time and he's always just been so much fun to me. So. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were a young teenager when he started probably. So yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, I was older than that, but <laughs> but I do love him for sure. Um, you know, th- that's another, that. another weird thing about the season that is inconsequential entirely, but really, really, I think has kind of saved us is just the fact that Miggy has actually hit pretty well. Cause it was looking pretty bleak. Um, the second half last year, we know he's not going to hit for power anymore, but you still had like, you know, just like amazing hands, you know, just to this day at age 40 still will just barrel anything you, you throw in there up on a line. And um, I don't know, it, it looked so bad in April and we were just like, what are they going to do? You know, this dude's going to be getting, you know, collecting presents and um, donations and being celebrated at each ballpark. What if he's just got awful all year and they can't even play him? Um, <laughs> and, that, and that worked out, you know, like he kind of caught fire and I, he was hitting almost 300 for like two or three months there. So there's, you know, it, that it's really kind of turned into a celebration of him, which I think the younger players on the Tigers have appreciated yeah. being a part of. And and Miggy's a little bit more chatty with those guys these days. He's kind of in player player manager mode. And yeah, I mean, you know, Miguel's obviously had his, his personal issues over the years too, but they're so far in the past. Like, I'm just thankful, like whatever he did to like not involve the police ever again, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all I need. I, I, you know, I have low standards in sports. There's only, you know, just, you know, attack no women and don't end up in jail. It's pretty simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, most of, I mean, there's Miggy, obviously I've missed, I've missed Casey. That is one picture that I do enjoy oh, watching. Yeah. Um, He's looking all yeah. burly. He's added like 25, 30 pounds of muscle on his, yeah. his Tommy John rehab. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to be curious to see what he looks like next year. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's one I have been missing now that I like really think about it. But um, yeah. Speaking of these Tigers, if you had to declare um, an MVP candidate for this year on the Tigers, who would it be? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm probably going to go Kerry Carpenter um, just because he was the one that no one expected and he's probably the best now. Um, he is a very, very dangerous hitter and coming through the minor leagues, you know, he's a ninth, 19th round pick. Like no one even paid any attention to him until 2022 and he was still, you know, like at high A ball to start the season and just, you know, hit like 30 home runs in three or four months, comes out of nowhere. And everyone's like, oh, well, his defense is terrible. And I'd kind of seen, you know, he's not a very good route runner, but the kid is fast and he can throw. He has like, you know, the physical ability to be a pretty good outfielder. And then, yeah, he's kind of led the way with the bat. Um, Torkelson's, you know, gotten it going and has been um, up well above average at least the past couple months. But, you know, he's a first baseman. If he doesn't hit, we're screwed. And Riley Green just keeps getting hurt as much as I love him. Um, we're starting to get a little bit concerned, I guess, about that. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go. I'm going to give it to Kerry. Um, you could you could go Tarek Skubal, too, but he's only 
only got back at like beginning of June. So I'll go with Kerry Carpenter for me. Yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, Scooble does for the rest because I know he's he's going to be in this series, but we'll we'll get to that series. Yeah. Shortly. Yeah. Um, but for you, we we've talked about kind of ownership and if you have high hopes, but what are the things that the Tigers really need to target in this offseason for you guys to have a better 2024? Yeah, I mean, they do need to rebuild the pitching staff a little bit. Um, we're kind of down to like Scooble, Manning, and we don't know what's going to happen with Eduardo Rodriguez. And that that's, if there's been like one weird, like underlying thing that's happened this year, it's, it's just, there's just a strange relationship with Eduardo Rodriguez right now. I don't, I don't really know what happened at the trade deadline, but the, you know, the Tigers thought they had his approval to go ahead with a deal. And the Dodgers seem to think that they had his approval to go ahead with the deal. But Eduardo didn't approve the deal. And, um, you know, they kind of waited till the last minute. The whole thing falls through. We're frustrated because he's probably just going to, you know, take his option and and, and bounce. Um, and I don't know if the Tigers really want to pay him a whole lot more than than they are. Um, that was easily Alavilo's best free agent signing of his, his entire time um, running the Tigers, which was it was it was almost a miracle to see it. You know, and on the other side, we've got Javi, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, you know. They've got to they've got to get at least one starting pitcher, probably two. Um, we do have more coming through the farm system, and that'll help. But it, it's pretty simple. They need to get one more bat that they can put in the lineup every day, preferably a right-hander who hits lefties. Because for the first time in my lifetime, the Tigers have all these good left-handed bats. They have Carpenter. Um, they've got Green. Parker Meadows has been you know, like usable so far. Colt Keith, who's our top hitting prospect, will be up next year as left-handed. And, you know, we have that short porch and right. And the entire time Dave Dabrowski ran the team, I think Prince Fielder and and to a degree Victor Martinez are the only left-handed bats in the lineup. And it never made any sense to me. So, um, so yeah, they've got to find someone who can kind of balance that out. Um, I've kind of, you know, we've kind of kicked around, like, can we trade for Glaber Torres, someone like that? Um, we need someone in the infield. We, we could we could really use an infielder. I feel like the outfield is not too bad. Um, Akil Badu has been better as long as he's not, you know, facing too many lefties. Um, he's pretty effective and fun to watch really fast. So, um, yeah, probably those two things. If they can get that bat, I'm not real worried about the pitching staff. They, you know, they found Michael Lorenzen last offseason. Um, they found Tyler Holton in relief. Um, ever since Chris Fetter became the pitching coach, they seem to find a guy or two every year and, and make it happen. And he's also really good at getting – like decent starts, like decent short starts out of, um, you know, like kind of six starter type guys. Um, Willie Peralta and Drew Hutchison the past two years, you know, like both put up like three, five ERAs with us, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, freakish for their careers. So I don't worry too much about that. We could really use someone to turn into an ace. I would have loved to have just traded for Justin Verlander uh, <laughs> because I'm a Justin Verlander hawk still and um, would love to have him finish his career here. But that, it seems like that uh, ship has sailed. Yeah. But yeah, they've got to, they've got to find a pitcher. Uh, but more than anything, yeah, you just got to add one more bat in there that you can play every day because all this pinch hitting and substitutions is just are, is driving our fan base insane. Like they're convinced AJ Hinch is just this maniac doing whatever, you know, with no data behind it, um, which I can assure them is not true. But uh, yeah, I think the Tigers have pinch hit almost the most in the league this year, which they've never been anywhere close to. And Scott Harris's Giants clubs were the same way. Um, so that's going to be a part of the game. But they, yeah, they need a little bit more kind of solidification of the middle of the order, especially with Miggy leaving, you know, he's been an RBI machine lately. If you need a, a solid line drive single to right with a runner on second or third, that's still your guy really. So yeah, we need a little help there. 
Yeah, so we've talked about making it a bunch. What does next season look like with, you know, with it being post Maggie? Finally, like, I feel like it, he's been around forever. Yeah, it sort of didn't bother me until fairly recently, but yeah, it's going to be weird. It is going to be strange. Um, you know, there's people still scheming to like, you know, can we get, make Miguel a coach or something? But yeah. Miguel's the type of hitter who isn't cut out to be a particularly good coach because, you know, he, he, one thing about him is that he never seems to tell anyone anything. He'll like, he'll just kind of like make a point to them that eventually he's really good at this. Apparently it's just like telling you to look for something and then you see it and in his swing and you realize that you're not doing it. Um, James McCann, Nick Castellanos, all these guys have all these stories about him kind of, kind of teaching by, by showing rather than just sitting you down and trying to explain something. Um, so I, there's a lot of an miss about him, obviously his personality, most of all. And then, yeah, it's like, you know, who, who seizes the reins and becomes, you know, sort of the leaders, like, you know, the Torkelson Green Carpenter group kind of looks like they've got some of that. They're a pretty energetic bunch. Um, you know, we've got a bunch of good looking young fellas there who are, you know, finding their way and starting to do good in the game. Um, fans are excited about that. And then on the pitching side, you know, Casey Mize has kind of that leadership ability already. And so does Scooble. So you know, from the pitching side, I don't I don't have that many concerns, but it's going to feel strange. It's It, it just is. It's going to be a real weird spring to not have Miggy there, um, lightening the mood. And I, I do kind of wonder if next year's team will just be tenser or more tight overall because there'll be a little bit more expectations yeah. and they don't have him there to sort of just like, you know, ride and have this giant personality that sort of represents the whole team. So we'll see. It's going to, I, I, I'm thinking about it now and it's going to feel odd, really odd. Yeah. I try to make, you know, a trip or two every season up to Detroit anyway to see them because they, they're close and, I, I I grew up doing that. Like I grew up kind of baseball hopping the Midwest. Um, oh, yeah. So and I, I love going there. My children, that's like one of their favorite ballparks, which kind of blows me away. Like it's just it's funny. The, it's it's the tiger sculptures, I think, because I swear to God, they based it exactly on guaranteed rate field. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. almost like that same era of park. And um yeah, I've been to I've been there plenty of times. I've been to the old Comiskey. Um I've only been to Wrigley Field like three or four times, oddly. <laughs> it is um, like, you know, once you get the vibe, it's like not that great, but you know, but it is still kind of a fun like area to be in and see a game. It just, it feels like you're in a minor league park though. At this point, mm -hmm. that's, that's what a lot of minor league parks in old cities where they've created like a whole district downtown around them uh, feels like. So yeah. 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 But whatever. The Cubs won the world series. We don't have to care about them anymore. No, we, we don't. <laughs> once you've been there once, you know, that's usually enough. Don't, yeah. Don't even stay for the vibes. Like, let it stay magical mm -hmm. for that one time you go. And then, like, don't use the restroom while you're there, though, because that ruins it completely. Yep. Um, but, yeah, just just go once. Like, that's all I suggest to people. Yeah, yeah. Go and, tell you, or go and tell you've had a really nice experience and really gotten that warm, wriggly feeling. And then, yeah, don't go back because something will spoil it probably the next time. <laughs> don't go back. You don't yeah. need to go back. Yeah. I mean, I've been to, you know, a million clubs around that area and, and been, I lived in Kalamazoo for a really long time, went to college at Western Michigan. And, uh, you know, we, we just bombed back and forth through um, Chicago all the time, stayed there for some summers. So like that area is a lot of, a lot of fun, but mm -hmm. weird, just weird shit always happens up there. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I've just had so many strange experiences with people yeah. um, up there and seen some very bad things. So I mean, it's, 
everyone talks about the south side, but I'm always like, no, oh, no. Every, every really weird thing is I've ever seen is up there. Yeah, Wrigleyville is way scarier in my opinion. <laughs> um, they, I mean, they've built it up. But, like, it looks really nice. They added like this Gallagher Way. They host wonderful Chris Kindle markets if you ever oh, yeah. to go to that. Um, and they have like a bunch of like they have a a paid portion on the field that you can go and they're like rides and like all like all kinds of cool things inside and then you know the metro's down the street so like go there for a show instead if you're going to be in Wrigley yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep just take it yeah go ahead to the Riviera wherever you're going yeah, just go watch a show instead of <laughs> it's really not worth it all right we're going to take a very very quick break all right and get back to break down the series what's the dog's name millie Willow. Willow. Okay. Willow. She was pretty good. And then she knew when it was break time. I know. She, I was about to say, she just started back up. She, yep. All right. Welcome <laughs> back. So the White Sox and Tigers, they play all the time. Um, Dylan Cease used to be the Tiger Tamer. He's had no control this season since. But the Tigers aren't even going to face him in this series anyway. So we'll get into these pitching matchups. Um, we have redacted starting the first day. We have unknown starting Sunday. Um, they asked Pedro Grafal, and he said he's not sure. Normally, that would be a Michael Kopech day. Um, no clue. No idea. And then we have Jesse Schultens, who is is a – a person that pitches. He has uh, an arm that throws balls. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a little bit better. I mean, you've got Olsen and Scooble right now that are listed. Um, I looked, the other one is not listed just yet, but are you confident with at least those two going in to start? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm confident with those two. I'm not very confident playing in Comerica Park, though, because the Tigers have been just really bad offensively at home. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you came in and, and, and took it to us the same way we kind of tend to do when we go there recently. Yeah. Um, Reese Olsen's been interesting, like always had like a great, just a great slider and change up combination in the minors, but was just really wild with his fastball, like had better control of the off speed stuff. And, um, they kind of, they've kind of got him throwing a sinker now and that's keeping the ball in the park and he always had home run trouble. And now that he's having less home run troubles, the strikeouts are piling up. He's um he's kind of finding his way. Um, he's got a little you know little baby face. Um, he's cute. He's very cute. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like he's about seventeen or sixteen out there. It looks like a back to school picture. Um, <laughs> but that's just me getting old. That's what it is. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, you know, Scooble's been pitching really well. Like he he has a weird tendency to like come out like a lot of starters like and and be a little wild and maybe maybe take a little damage early. But if you don't get him in the first inning or two, um, he'll usually go six or seven and and cruise. Um, I think it was supposed to be Manning on Sunday, but once again, Matt Manning has taken a comebacker off the foot and was removed from tonight's game after an inning. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bullpen day again, just the way our luck goes with that kind of kind of freak injury. So yeah, and then yeah, we get uh, redacted twitchy power funk boy on on Friday who we, we've hit lately. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll take it to him and yeah. end his end his little career and. Um, I'm okay with that. I know. I know you will be. <laughs> I have, I, I will not repeat things that I have said 
um, about him on this podcast in fear of um, the <laughs> FBI watching mm-hmm. since they watch everything on my computer anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, Donald Rumsfeld is still still working on our computer somewhere, I think. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but hey, uh, Domestic Violence Organization will get $25 from me yeah. uh, Friday. They're already getting a ton. They've they've received a ton of money from me this season. That is awesome. And they're getting more as I just on the last visiting dugout, I actually had the uh, amazing avenue ladies on from the Mets who do dollars for dingers. Oh yeah. And that's you know you make a pledge for every home run hit by the Mets, and then you can add like really fun little challenges in it. So like right now. I put $2 for every home run and then an additional $2 for every Pete Alonzo home run. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm up to like, I don't know, 30, I think it was like $30 so far. And I just signed up yesterday. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the, these organizations, they receive a lot of money because they also um, donate to the domestic violence hotline. So yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. All you can do is try to, he's not going to turn anything good out of it. So yeah, mm-hmm. other, other people have to. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I just, I don't know what to do with this, these situations anymore. Like I, you know, these guys are entertainers and if this was Hollywood, you wouldn't be making movies kid, but it's treated like some kind of blue collar job. Well, you know, the union rule, you know, I just, I don't know. I I don't really know what to do about this, but there needs to be some like hellaciously strict code of conduct um, put into place where it just doesn't happen. I mean, I don't want to just like push it away like oh well go work over here and do whatever you're going to do i mean it's a problem that society needs to be way more serious about but um i don't know it's good that you're at least trying to turn it into something positive because i don't know we've been kind of fortunate on on that score um there was a little bit of concern about miggy with his uh his first incident but everything i've heard since was mostly that um he was just trash and his wife was just trying to get the keys away from him and scratch the shit out of him so i like to believe that that was the case (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> shout out to her for trying to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. We like, I mean, that's all you can do. I know there are so many mental gymnastics. I talk about mental gymnastics all the time as like yeah. a woman in sports media at all. Yeah. So that's like the only way I can usually get through watching these players. Like I, I did that in 2016 with Chapman on the mound for the oh, Cubs yeah. during the World Series. Like I was donating then. If I'm watching a game and an abuser is playing, I will donate money because I can't in good faith, like watch this happen. So I've yeah, it all season with him. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to, yeah. Trying to turn some, some kind of positive out of it. That's actually, I should be better about this at my age, but that's pretty much the only charity I I donate for. But yeah, we had a lot of, uh, just, just a lot of family members who went through some shit back in the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that one's been on my mind since I was pretty young too. And yeah, I, I just, the, MLB's entire, like, just the idea that MLB, yeah, like the idea that they have their own cops and they, they're allowed to investigate themselves. I mean, this kind of goes to AJ Hinch and the Astros, you know, lots of, lots of other subjects where it's just like, you're just expected to just, just kind of trust that, oh yeah, you know, we did a thorough investigation and, you know, no, no one believes this, you know, it's impossible to believe the company who has all the benefit to you know, exonerating the player. The whole thing is just kind of insane. Um, I don't know. I, I, I read a, a really great book uh, not too long ago. Well, it wasn't even that great. It was called Baseball Cop. And it was just all about like the way, you know, the league uses their sort of pseudo police forces 
um, both in Latin America and in America to, you know, to just get, get the results that they want, you know, and get the players that they want and get people out of trouble. And I don't know, it's gross. So much of business is gross, but um, in particular, when you're asked to cheer for these people and, and root for them, it's uh, it's pretty grim. Yeah. Especially when they're like amazing players. Yeah. It's so They're so like injured, like yeah. McCutcheon. I may or may not have cried yeah. earlier today hearing that news of him being out for the rest of the season. I'm like, you have amazing players like him that have the worst luck because he is at 299 home runs. Yeah, I know. He just needed to have that, you know, that last couple weeks of, of great moments and yeah. he could have ridden off into the sunset and bam. And then, yeah, I mean, the Otani one has been yeah. brutal. I hate seeing Trout hurt all the time. Yeah. And then Clayton Kershaw apparently is back is shot or at his shoulder. And it's just like, well, there's nothing they can do about it anyway. So he's just going to try to pitch through it. Yeah. Well, one of my favorites has always been Jacob Rom, and he's oh, yeah. constantly injured. Yep. I can't stand it. Yep. Yep. There's kind of a changing of the guard going on. It feels like maybe Verlander's got like another year or two of that older group, but, um, but Max isn't looking so good. It'll be interesting to see how that, that matchup between the two of them turns out tonight. I haven't paid attention, but yeah, it feels like all those players who were really good in the, the late aughts and, early tens are uh, finally, finally all heading off into the sunset. So yeah, it's going to be, going to be a bit of a turnover. I just hope we're not reaching the point where it's just like, you know, just a constant cycle of like nobody's out of the minor leagues and they pitch. Okay. And then we send them back, you know, too, too much of that. Not enough star power is, is bad for the game. And yeah. then you see like, Oh, Ellie De La Cruz comes up and you're like, Holy shit. You know, again, so there's this always, there's, there's always fresh renewal, I guess, going on at least too. He's been so fun. Yeah. I actually, um, when Buster Posey announced his retirement, oh, yeah. I, for Southside Sox, wrote like a millennial's guide to when your favorite players retire, like oh, the players yeah. that you grew up with. Because again, Buster Posey was one of those that I've watched forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like having this like life crisis happening. <laughs> and I was like, well, that means I am old. Like I'm, yeah. I'm only... 20 not um <laughs> late 30s anymore <laughs> yeah but we do but we measure our measure our lives by baseball players you know to a degree yeah yeah i i've been so guilty of doing that so you know he announced his retirement and i was like oh my gosh what does that mean for me <laughs> <laughs> what does it say about my life choices like, and where i'm at yeah. i am a geriatric baseball player and like lance lynn he's mm. my age he um i've watched him since high school because oh, wow. he grew up um, not far from where I lived, and we we played his school. Um, our high school played his high school. Oh, team. really? So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So I've had like these weird connections, and like you know, Lance is doing bad. He's prob he probably doesn't have too much left in him, and I'm just like, what does this mean for me? I'm yeah, so I know it, it is. It's 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 just a weird thing, and that's I'm sure I'll be going through some kind of midlife crisis next year without Miggy around because uh, yeah. he's he's always been there pretty much. Like I gave up on baseball and organized sports in my super like radical 20s and uh, in the 90s it was all like ah fuck sports you know this is this is just bad business and um you know so I came back in like 2005 2006 with those teams so yeah Miggy is you know pretty much like the the starting point for my whole adult baseball fandom so yeah yeah it's gonna be weird and he's still way younger than me and that that kind of bothers me he's like <laughs> eight, eight years younger than me almost so <laughs> yeah that sucks. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling a bit. And then, yeah, you know, like Reese Olsen comes up to pitch and you're like, ah, oh, this kid looks like he's 16. You know? I know. I, <laughs> I feel that way with a lot of players. Like Gavin Sheets looks like a baby as yeah. well. 
And, you know, as a, a woman that also has to watch these players, you, you form an attraction to them at times. Sure. But they're like Adley Rutschman. I'm like, he is so cute, but I feel dirty saying that because he's like a baby. I mean, and he's like 25, but that's right. a baby to me. <laughs> right, right. You can have that though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, just, they are so young. I know. Feel slimy because these guys are so much younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's just another one of those little awkward, awkward things about growing up. I mean, you know, it's brutal. Um, you know, no one cares about, you know, single 40 year old dudes, but it's just, it's just awful. Like how many times a day where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, stop looking at her. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> like not, you know, just casual, gentlemanly, like, Oh wow, she's hot. And then it's just like, you sick bastard. She's like, you know, 25 years younger than you are <laughs> like you're old I'm right right okay yeah I'm old yeah I gotta remember that I don't know for trouble I'm feeling that with some of these players that have recently been coming up it's gross yeah anyway this series what are your <laughs> keys for the Tigers to take this series because it's probably pretty easy at this point for you guys to win it I mean, I hope, I hope so. Uh, um, I mean, I hope they get to Clevenger obviously. And, and I, what it is though, that if the Tigers don't score in like the first inning or two, it, they just seem to go cold until the bullpen. So um, the offense seems to get out to a good start. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to have Riley green because he flew through the air with the greatest bees again the other day and, and banged up his elbow. So you guys are going to have an easier time with this lineup probably than otherwise. So I'm going to say that the keys for us winning this series are people other than Torkelson and Carpenter doing damage. Um, and that usually means like Jake Rogers, maybe maybe Parker Meadows, um, maybe Zach McKinstry and Akil Badu. If Akil Badu is getting on base against you, it's going to be a huge problem. He's just going to run wild all over the place um, with his hair on fire. And that'll be fun for us. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're going to pit. We, you know, the two teams know each other so well. They know how to pitch each, each other. It's just who's going to um, who's going to execute best. And I feel like right now with Olsen and Scooble, Scoobles, you know, I don't even know, but probably like 60 innings into his season, maybe a little more. Olsen's pitched more than that, but they're both looking really fresh. So, you know, if, if I'm going to pick who's going to execute their game plan, I'll probably say us in that regard. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But we don't hit at home, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They've been brutal. They just cannot hit in Comerica Park. They The pitching has been good, but I don't know. There's just something about the deep center field that just seems to intimidate uh, guys like Torkelson and Green. Um, they just have that. Not pulled the trigger there very well. So hopefully uh, they'll swing the bats a little bit better. Well, the White Sox don't have any um, big hitters anymore. Jake Berger's gone. Um, what happened to Andrew Vaughn? What is going on there? Oh, so Well, he did. I, he, I thought Andrew Vaughn was going to be a lot better than Spencer Torkelson. Coming, I did out of the draft, I, to be honest. I thought he was like the second coming. Um, and he has been so bad this season. I don't know if it's just kind of like a like a sophomore slump. If he's yeah. just regressing a little too much. Or if it's just like, the, mal the malaise that is yeah. surrounding this entire team right yeah. now. Yeah, um, but obviously filling the shoes of Jose Abreu is impossible. Yeah. Um, as he hit a grand slam tonight. That's okay. How was, uh, yeah, how was that? Was that one hard for you guys? Oh, that one crushed me. Yeah, see, even I loved Jose Abreu. I was like, well, at least he gets to go to a good team and like try to win, but it just, it doesn't look right when he's, when I see him in an Astros uniform for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I felt like if he went to another team, there may be like three teams that I would say absolutely not. Yeah. Astros were one of them. Yeah. So that Yankees, one, yeah. 
yeah, Astros, Yankees, um, and probably like the Braves. Those are my uh, teams yeah. where I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> no yeah, more of this. Three, do not go there. So that one, that one hurt. And those are, and again, his, mm. he had big shoes to fill. And yeah. Andrew Vaughn is just not performed the way I think anyone thought he was because he came in last year just on fire. And I was like, oh, this kid's got potential. He's he's going to be great. He's going to be a great backup for Abreu one day. And then, boom, Abreu's gone. Like, just pull that rug right out from under us. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, he's now our everyday starting first baseman, but he's not hitting the ball. So yeah, which, cool. yeah, which is just odd. I mean, he, he's so talented. I have to think it, it'll probably come around a little bit, but um... – yeah, I don't know. I really thought that guy was going to be good. Yeah, I, I, I was watching the White Sox the other day, and Pedro Griefall was making a uh, pitching change. I can't even remember the situation, but I've never seen a manager who looked more like far away, just like lost, you know, in his in his thoughts than, than he was at that moment. Just like, what, what in the hell is going on here? You know, like, what, just I don't know what to do about this. I don't know. I was reading too much into it, knowing the situation, but he was just just staring off into the distance, waiting for the next reliever to come in. And I just thought, yeah, this is manager hell right here. When you're on the dugout, you're on the mound constantly rubbing up a new ball, like waiting for the dude to come in and just thinking like, could I have sold insurance? Like, could I have, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should have got into marketing. I wish he had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got to be better than Tony though. Right. I mean, I, that whole thing was just the most mind fucking thing ever. I just could not believe that they had hired Tony LaRusso. Look, when you pick up, garbage from the kansas city royals yeah. what does that say about your organization it's not a good sign mm -mm. yeah no mm -mm. you know who you guys should have got don kelly former tiger don kelly yeah pirate, pirate, pirates bench coach I, I want that guy to get a job i would hate to see him in a Sox uniform don kelly yeah. is our spirit animal over here really but yeah but yeah i i don't know it doesn't seem like it's going to work with uh what's going on Neil, when you retool. when you up a bench coach that was fired from the Royals. Mm. You're not a serious no. team. No, no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Our bench coach George Lombard keeps getting you know interviewed everywhere, and I'm expecting him to leave. But AJ Hinch runs such a like. One thing that's been weird about the Tigers is that AJ Hinch is here, and he wants no more of like the, the Astro shenanigans, and so he's yeah. the only one who talks. Even when Alavila got fired, AJ Hinch did the talking. Mm -hmm. um, Al. AJ Hinch runs the Tigers. You know, maybe now Scott Harris runs the Tigers, but the last couple of years, AJ Hinch ran the Tigers and was just like, like, fuck this. You know, this, this, your process in the minor league sucks. We're changing that. You're fired. Um, just, just cleaning house. And, and that's another thing I think fans don't really realize the, the influence he's, he's had there. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, but as a result, we don't get to even know our coaches other than Chris Fetter, who I kind of have a relationship with on the side and like chat with. Um, so yeah, we're going to lose George Lombard and we're all going to be like, Oh, well, I, you know, never, never heard from him from him anyway. And he's going to go on to be a great manager somewhere. Yeah. So if you guys hear that the, the White Sox hired him, you'll be in good shape, I think. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Here we are with two good managers now. Yeah, we got that on you too. Man, it's rough. <laughs> you know, and AJ Hinch is the only one who I feel like has absolved himself of all sin. Like he's the only one that like owns up to it. And yeah, he's a he's little bit. Him. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's always going to be there, but uh, but he at least did apologize and give a long interview. Um, I'll, I'll give him that. And I I don't know. A lot of Tiger fans are still worried about him like that. I yeah. think AJ Hinch is maniacally focused on winning a World Series without any any scandal, just to prove he can do it. Because I yeah, I, I think uh, 
he feels done wrong by by the Astros front office and all that. But yeah, we'll see how it uh, we'll see how it plays out. So far, I love the man. He's been he's been good here. So I would have taken keep, him in a heart. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, AJ. Man. <laughs> so is there? I mean, what might be the biggest threat? Whether it's distrust on your own team or something White Sox related when you go into this series? Um, I don't know, because I, I always think like, okay, if Tim Anderson gets hot and is on base a bunch, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's how I've looked at the White Sox the past couple of years. And you guys don't really have that. So I, I'm, I don't know. It feels like two teams that aren't really going to be the same team next year when they meet up again, meeting right now. And so, yeah, I don't really know like who to fear on your side. Other than, you know, if Robert is hot, I know we're going to have problems, but he doesn't look, he looks somewhat disinterested to me too, to be honest. If I, if I, you know, if I'm, if I'm hundred percent honest about what I've seen from him and I don't know pretty how sure. healthy he is either. So yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's injured. There's okay. been a long times this yeah. season where he is just hitting the bat with one arm. Yeah. Um, I've seen that and that, and kind of dogging it a little bit on a few yeah. balls, which I'd never seen from him before. So. Yeah. I think after the all-star game, that injury has just kind of been nagging at him and he's not been like, he's still been fine, but he's not been the same. And I'm just waiting for like an injured list update for him. <laughs> yeah. I guess if I'm going to pick a key, it's uh, it's just hitting, it's hitting your starting pitchers. Um, I don't like the Tigers trying to come back in games at home. They, they just don't seem to do it. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a momentum team right now. If they're swinging the bats, they feel good. And all of a sudden they look like, Oh, this could be a young contending team in two years. And if they come out and they struggle the first couple innings, you know, strand a runner or two, they just, they seem to go into a pretty good funk in the middle innings, which is kind of how baseball works. Once the starter settles in, it's harder to get to them, but yeah, it's been pretty accentuated. So if, if we don't get to you guys early, I'd say you've got a pretty good shot. Maybe. <laughs> but, but none of it matters anyway. Right. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so who which which tiger player do you think might have the biggest impact this series this series i'm gonna say torkelson because he has been swinging it well and i think the offense is starting to kind of run around him especially with with riley green out it's mm-hmm. it's carpenter and torkelson and whether or not you know the two of them are doing some damage because if they do then the scrappy little role players seem to, to perk up and and play their role get on base a little bit better and and feel like they're going to get something going, but if Torkelson and Carpenter are quiet, we just don't have enough weapons to to really uh, to really hit too much major league pitching for more than a couple runs in a game. Every once in a while, something freakish will happen, like Andy Ibanez hitting two home runs in a game. But um, it's a pretty thin lineup, um, and some of it will come down to matchups that I can't predict because if the Tigers have the right guy pinch hitting and against the right pitcher. AJ Hinch has been pretty good at that this year, even though we've pinch hit so much that our overall pinch hitting numbers are, are not particularly good. So yeah, like the matchups in the late innings will probably come down to a lot of it, but the Tigers need to get out to um, a, a good, good start and feel good about themselves swinging the bat because they're pretty Jekyll and Hyde still right now and, and need a couple more bats in there beyond just uh, Riley Green coming back. Yeah. Um that kind of wraps up the series. So before we end this, I like to just ask about MLB overall this season. Like if you've noted, if you've had any good or bad surprises or just, I mean, anything, just kind of how this season has went down with you outside of the Tigers. 
Yeah, I, you know, it, it's weird because so many things changed the past two years. I mean, yeah. from the from the CBA to um, the size of the bases, the pitch clock, um, the banning of the shift. There's been so much going on with all that, and it seems like at this point, no one's even talking about it anymore. Um, it seems like it all played out pretty well. I had a couple of experiences going to games live where I didn't really like the pace of the game being this fast. Um, I'm I'm used to like going out to like vibe with people in the bar and then coming back and then you like sixth inning, I might go get something to eat and then take a walk around the ballpark. Now it's like you miss an inning and a half, you know, doing that, which is, which is awkward. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things like at home, I, I love it, but I hope they don't go any further with that. I love the bigger bases. Um, I, I've kind of loved the pitch clock and I didn't think that I would, cause I am still kind of concerned about injury risk for, for pitchers and not having time to like, you know, have that refractory phase. I'm going sex out here in uh, in the arm after each pitch. So, you know, I don't know if that has something to do with, with more injuries. It doesn't seem like it's been that big of a deal, but there are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more injury concerns with that. So I hope they can tweak that a little bit, but I love that they, that they've, I, I, I didn't like, I don't like the structure or the idea of like, Oh, you can't shift, you know, we're going to make it very strict about where you can, you can put everyone. I always like that openness in the game, mm-hmm. but the, the style of baseball is actually probably a little bit better to be honest. And so I, I got over those fears pretty quick and I'm, I'm liking seeing more stolen base attempts. So I, you know, I feel like the, the game is in a good place in that regard. And in the fact that the games are a little bit shorter, we're not seeing too many like three hour nine inning marathons anymore, which is um, I think overall a plus. And I don't know, you know, I think my overriding narrative of, of the season this year was going to be like the international like breakout, like after team Japan won in the WBC that started the whole season, like just the most incredible, you know, like at bat, you know, matchup to finish a, a game like that ever. Um, and then to see Otani not, you know, not be able to pitch trout be hurt all season has been really, really, I think sad because I feel like there's an opportunity here to break baseball out um, even bigger in an, in an, international way and i've seen the tigers like going to australia and and getting prospects there's 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 kind of a movement to get more people playing the game in india there's there's kind of all this percolating stuff um internationally with baseball and you know shohei Otani is the the ambassador for all that and the and the face of all of it so i'm i'm sad that he's not gonna be able to pitch next year you know you kind of felt like this was gonna it was just hard to do this for forever but um, I would have loved to have seen like one or two more years of him just dominating on both sides of the ball, because I just think it, he would have become kind of a Jordan S figure if he isn't already around the world and, um, and really kind of done a lot to, to reboost baseball. And that, you know, the, the way it's gone the last couple of weeks has been really kind of sad in that regard. You know, this all could still work out. It just might be a little bit slower, but he, he was really looking like the flagship to, um, to carry the game outside of the U S and Latin America and really, really blow it up outside of you know japan korea taiwan yeah. so yeah that's uh i don't know i had all kinds of like fancy narratives written like mid-season about like this is the year baseball goes global you know baseball goes international and it just feels like some of that has like you know been deflated at least but we'll see how it goes roki sasaki is going to be over in a couple years throwing 102 miles an hour fresh-faced handsome little japanese man um, there's a whole bunch of good Japanese players and Korean yeah. players coming. Um, you know, some of these other countries are starting, starting to find players. There's a few places in Africa, like Cameroon's got some players that are starting to be produced. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, 
I'm a big international guy. Um, I studied like world lit, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So it, it does my heart good to like, see this, this, this game, you know, take over um, worldwide and become a little bit more like soccer in that regard and less of sort of a parochial American thing. So yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping for that going forward, but losing Shohei a little bit has been kind of a kick in the teeth on that front. Mm-hmm. And, then, and when Shohei got hurt and we, you know, and we were clearly not in the race anymore. I just disassociated. I was like, I'm going to Northern Michigan. I'm going kayaking. And I'm just going to run around in the woods and do drugs. I don't care. I, I feel that. I was like, well, you know what? That's fine. My season is over. That means I can just tell Brett, Brett that I'm, you know, just done for a bit. Yeah, I'm burned out, you know. Yeah, you know. Well, he went on vacation and I had to uh, take over with um, another managing editor. Uh-huh. And that's when, like, the Han news broke and everything. And he came back and I was like, I'm done. Oh God! Yeah, that oh, that's so bad. Yeah, I you know as a as a as a manager of a site, like it's it feels so awful when you're away and and huge things happen and you've got you know a woefully underpaid staff. Um, we're all woefully underpaid, but yeah. you know, scrambling scrambling to keep up with it. So good job, good kudos to you. Brett's lucky to have you. Yeah, he's oh man, he was not even in the country when the Rickon news broke. We weren't even oh, sure if he knew about it because his oh, no. died too. He wasn't like checking slack. So it's crazy, yeah. crazy times. Yeah. He had to get out of here because he was scared. Javi Baez was going to, you know, have a huge season. Gross. Just, just, just make him very upset all year. Oh, <laughs> gross. There, uh, my, my, staff, my staff got so salty with him when, when he was kind of given, uh, given Javi Baez grief. Um, and I was sort of like, I saw, everybody sell back. That's, we, that's we, can't have, we can't have this rivalry until one of us is actually really good so. oh i can't see on hobby man Punch yeah well hands. you're not you're not alone i i personally i like hobby bias i've i, I always have i kind of like a little bit of swag i know his backstory you know brought his you know was was the the, the impetus for saving his sister and bringing her over here and all that kind of stuff you know family guy i get it um, love the defense, but holy God, I have never seen a, like a qualified season as bad Mm-mm. at the plate as this. I mean, it, it's just outrageous. Like it's just, you know, strike one fastball down the middle, takes it, swings it three sliders off the plate, gone, makes a great defensive play, <laughs> you know, kind of shows off a little bit. Fans lose their mind, you know, blue collar Detroit. Ah, so yeah. The whole magician thing. Clearly, he's lost his his magic. Yeah, yeah. The magic at the plate is is completely non-existent, at least. So, yeah. I don't well, know. What we're gonna, I don't know what we're gonna do there. If if there's a silver lining for all non-Tigers fans, it's that yeah, we're stuck with this and we don't know what to do with it. So that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. It's your problem. problem. Your problem. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Please let people know where they can find you. I know we link. Bless you boys quite often when we do play the Tigers, yeah, but, uh, you know, just in case. Sure. Yep. Um, yep. I'm the manager of uh, blessyouboys.com. So you can find us over there. Um, I cover our minor league system every day. So you'll find like write-ups on all of our prospects and maybe some of your prospects, depending who, who you like over mm-hmm. there. And then um, there's, a, there's an article up about Spencer Torkelson and how he's kind of turned it around this year. So you can check that out. And our comment, our commenters, our regulars are like pretty reasonable. So if you ever want to go hang out there, um, and and as long as you're not talking big smack about the Tigers, you'll have a good time. <laughs> We've got a lot of long-standing members there at this mm-hmm. point. You know, we're considered snobs entirely. You know, who ban everyone who comes in. You know, all that kind of thing at this point. But yeah, you know, it's a pretty good group. So we like to keep it that way. And if the group disapproves of an outsider, you know, you might get banned. I'm sorry. 
Hey, they happen. We we don't have to. We don't ban very often. Us neither, it, really. Yeah, but it makes it, a big impression when we do. <laughs> yeah, when we need to, we mm -hmm. are not afraid to uh, push that button. But yep, damn right. So yeah, you know, come hang out with us over there if you want to watch two bad baseball teams and, and talk about it. Yeah, come vibe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Also, awesome to talk to you as well. Like we've been friends on. Twitter yeah. and elsewhere for a long time. So it was nice to actually like see your face and chat with you a bit. So yeah, it was a good fun. Well, when I was, when I was originally scheduling, My beer is almost dugout, I was like, I have so many tigers friends at this point. Like I've got Raj and Raj and Chris. Yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. And, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I have to like get all of them. So I'm really thankful that like we do play the tigers so much so that I could fit all of my Tigers friends on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had Ashley on? Yeah, you should probably get Ashley. I haven't, I haven't, but I know we play again, so I do, I need to reach out to her because I don't know if I have somebody for that episode yet. Yeah, I'm not sure how much attention she's paying because she seems to be writing a, a novel like every other week at this point and is uh, in a frenzy, but yeah, she's awesome to talk to no matter what. So yeah, do that if you get a chance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. Best of luck. You probably don't need it. The White Sox are so bad, but best of luck anyway. Thanks a lot. Best of luck to you guys too. And uh, hopefully they clean it up in the, in the, you know, the off season behind the front office. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with you guys, but good luck. We shall see. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. See ya.